At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we have reached the NBA All-Star break. Congratulations. Uh, we're more than halfway done with the season, and it's going to be fun to uh, take a look at what's going to happen after the All-Star break. Like, these teams are going to start to take shape because, you know, some players that have come in from the trade deadline and they're injured players that are coming back and then we can see who's going to make a run into the playoffs. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are one of the most intriguing teams because we're waiting on Ben Simmons to make his Nets debut. And don't know when that's going to be. He is uncertain. He hopes to play when... Then they play uh, the Sixers on March 10th. Now, he's hoping to play before. He has not played since last May after requesting the trade. Um, But he doesn't know when he's going to play. Obviously, the topic of mental health has come up several times in conversations uh, surrounding Ben Simmons and hoping to get him mentally right and ready to play. Uh, He said that he's hoping, he doesn't know when he's going to play, but he's hoping that he's going to be ready to play and will be playing by the time they get to that March 10th game against the Sixers. It would be nice to play against his former team. But as far as the rest of the Nets are concerned, Kevin Durant could make his return pretty close after the All-Star break. Um, It's very possible. Steve Nash said on Wednesday, um, before the Nets played the next quote, he's going to play. I'm not like he's going to play right when the break ends. There's obviously a small chance, but we want to be really careful because a setback would be tough when there are 20 or so games left. We don't want to jeopardize there and have a setback where he misses another 6 to 12 games. So I think we'll be cautious coming out of a break. There's a chance he could play, but I think it's more likely that we don't get our hopes up that he's going to play the first game out of the break. Uh, Durant has missed now 17 straight games. 
since spraining his MCL. I don't think there's a reason to rush him back. And and Steve Nash is right. You don't want him to have a setback. You don't want him to be out uh, and, and any more games because there are there is only 20 or somewhat games left. But here's the situation. You you do have this break now where it's essentially a week that he has without games. So he doesn't have to miss that much more. The Nets right now are safely in the play-in series. They are in possession of the eighth seed. They are two and a half games up on both Charlotte and Atlanta, three and a half games up on the Wizards. So they're still in okay position to at least get into the play-in games. I wouldn't push for Durant to be back when the Nets take the floor on the 24th against Boston. Nor would I force him back for the game against Milwaukee on Saturday the 26th. The date that I would circle is the home-at-home against Toronto playing just one of those games because you don't want them to play back-to-backs. So you got Monday and Tuesday, home against Toronto, then at Toronto. One of those two games I would target for Durant. And then at that point, there's going to be, let's see, uh, 10, 23, 23 games left in the regular season. So if he plays 20 games to end the season, of those 20 games, can you win 15 of them? Can you go on a run with Durant? And if you do, is that good enough to at least keep yourself in the playing round? Because let's be honest here. Yeah, I know in a seven-game series it'll be tough to beat this team. But if it's Nets against the Hornets or the Wizards or the Hawks. Yeah, the Nets are going to be favored in in those games. So, win two games, get into the playoffs. And then when you're in the playoffs, now it's a seven-game series. Now is where you really, you know, put the work in. And boy, imagine how difficult that's going to be for a number one seed in the Eastern Conference, whether that's Miami, whether it's Chicago, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, if they go on a run, you're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and your reward is a first-round series against a Brooklyn Nets team that is healthy and that is feeling confident after winning two straight games to get into uh, winning, uh, excuse me, winning a game to get into the playoffs or winning two straight games or whatever to get into the playoffs, right? Whether it's one or two, depending on the seeding. Because, you know, like, well, you know, one team will play and they'll play for the, uh, they'll play for the seventh seed and then they'll play for the eighth seed. So let's say the Nets are the seven or the eight. If they win one game or they have to play two games or whatever it is. 
Now you're talking about a top team like the Heat, the Bulls, the Sixers, the Bucks having to play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of the playoffs. That's a tough, that's a tough draw. But it's a wait and see approach. We have to wait and see what we get from Ben Simmons, what we get from Der- uh, uh, Durant, and what we get from this new-look Nets team once all these pieces are actually on the floor together. Right now, the Miami Heat are in, and Chicago Bulls are tied for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Both of those teams are not even the first three favorites to win the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat are plus 550 still. And the Chicago Bulls are plus 1,600 to win the Eastern Conference. Those are your top two seeds right now. You have Philly, you have the Cavs, the Bucks, and the Celtics as the next teams that are not in the playing rounds. But it's the Brooklyn Nets who are currently in possession of the eighth, eight seed. They are at plus 230. They are still your favorites. And to me, best value on that board is the Bulls at plus 1,600 and the Miami Heat at plus 550. Because those are the top two seeds right now. Those are teams that have been playing well all season long. That's where I would invest my money. I know we talk a lot about the Eastern Conference here. And it's not like I have this East Coast bias. It's because I think the West is wrapped up. And there are some just really good teams in the West. And maybe there is an upset in the playoffs somewhere. But it's not going to be over the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns are going to the NBA Finals. They have separated themselves now from everybody else. And yes, you might, listen, the Grizzlies might beat the Warriors in the playoffs. Or the Clippers or the Lakers might surprise somebody in the playoffs. But it's not going to be the Suns. The Suns will get to the NBA Finals. This team is clearly on a mission this season. This is the best team in the NBA. They have played like it. They have not had a slump whatsoever. Night in, night out, they're finding ways to win. They're 48-10 and 10 on the year. And I was joking around earlier this week when I said, what's the over-under on losses for them for the rest of the year? Seriously. They got 24 games left. I think at worst, at worst, they go 20 and four. At the very worst. 68 and 14 on the year. Like, probably finish better than that. But the very worst. I mean, this team, come playoff time, good luck betting against them. Good luck betting against them. 
They are plus 170 to win the West. They are at plus 425 to win the NBA Finals. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll be joined by Jason Weingarten, host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. And uh, up on uh, vcin.com, he has already placed his first Major League Baseball future bet. We'll get into that coming up next, right here on The Look Ahead, here on vcin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. On VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also available, the Wide World of Wine Garden podcast, hosted by our next guest, Jason Weingarten, who you follow on Twitter at Spreadopedia. And he joins me, Scott Seidenberg, here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Jason, a great first article for baseball season on vsin.com. Quote, my first 2022 MLB futures bet. Jason, uh, when you were writing this article, how much, uh, I, wanna, I don't want to say it was depressing, but did it weigh on you with this everything that's going on in Major League Baseball, the idea that we possibly might miss some games like it's kind of depressing to me as a huge baseball fan to be honest with you yeah yes and no i'm i'm actually more upset about potentially losing spring training games more than uh the the early april games i think early april it's kind of one of the more boring parts of the uh baseball season and if we lose a couple weeks at the beginning of the season especially with all those cold weather games I don't think it's going to be the the biggest deal, mm-hmm. uh, especially if, if we end up playing, say, in, in the area of 140 games as opposed to 162, where where I'm going to uh, be most disappointed is losing the spring training betting where I tend to make a lot of money early. What's your strategy when it comes to spring training betting? Is it going with um, 
more known players versus lesser known players, or do you take advantage of pitching matchups? How do you attack spring training? Mostly just look at the lineup, see yeah. who's who's traveling with the team, who's not, who's in, and you know uh, the the backups tend to be worse than the starters, so um, the the advantages tend to kind of follow yeah. whoever's. Uh, Whoever's, whoever has the advantage to begin with. Absolutely. So talk to me about this article here, the first uh, 2022 futures bet. Uh, it's good. It's on the rookie of the year. And tell me why you locked in on this player. So uh, Draft, DraftKings opened up the rookie of the year market before the Super Bowl, which I was actually surprised about. I wasn't wasn't expecting it to be up that early. And the uh, the first bet that caught my mind was Julio Julio Rodriguez. He was 16 to one. I think that's about double what I would make him in the opening market. Uh, so I, I thought when, when I saw the 16 to one, I thought it was such a compelling price to bet that I wanted to, to get down on it. But I already have one of his baseball cards. So I, uh, I put that card up on eBay and I ended up selling it for about $2,800. Nice. I took that money and I put, uh, I put 2000 of it on him at 16 to one with the idea that if he does as well as I think he will, and he is a future, you know, they, they call him the next Mike Trout sort of level prospect, mm-hmm. you know, not not to compare him to Mike Trout, but they call him Mike Trout level uh, prospect. If he does play at that level, I don't think that baseball card that I have is going to go up 16 times <laughs> this year. But I, I love the idea of getting 16 times my money on him for the rookie of the year. I just had to sell the card to uh, make the bet. So that's what I did. Nice. Um, Keith Law, I think, had him at number nine overall in his top prospects right now in Major League Baseball. Is that too low, in your opinion? No, it's it's, it's a fair uh, it's a it's a fair ranking. I like I like Keith Law's rankings a lot. I think I think he's. Uh, pretty good with with his assessments but uh i think when you just compare to the rest of the field especially up top you have guys like spencer torkelson and adley rutschman who are half the price and i don't know if the tigers and and the orioles are going to aggressively push either of those guys any more than say the mariners are going to push julio rodriguez so i don't i don't necessarily understand why the price on on julio's double the only the only guy i see in the AL who absolutely deserves, you know, a three to one or a four to one price as a favorite is, is probably Bobby Witt. And yeah. that's, that's mostly just because of the hype. There's a lot of hype with this kid uh, for sure. Um, and Adley Rutschman, I mean, the guy's the number one overall prospect. He's a guy who's been talked about since his days in the college world series. And everyone's been, you know, just waiting for him to just, you know, be a full time, full season major league baseball player. Uh, does the team success, matter when it comes to this award like can Rutschman still have a tremendous season on a bad Orioles team and win rookie of the year or does the do the Orioles have to have some sort of success for him to get the acknowledgments it it depends if he plays 75 games or if he's the opening day catcher if he's the opening opening day catcher and they still win 50 or 60 games uh it might it might be enough if he only plays 75 80 even a hundred, I think you saw with Wander Franco last year, yeah. uh, the, the, the game, the, the, the limits, the limit, limited amount of games can hurt you. Um, even in the, the face of, you know, somebody who's going to put up, a, uh, you know, 150 strikeout season or, 
uh, you know, the play, playing time is what matters to win the rookie of the year. So the guys who play the most are going to have the, the best opportunity. And I think, uh, I think uh, Julio Rodriguez has just as good an opportunity to get to get at bats in Seattle as any of these other rookies do. And his price is still way too high. Do you value uh, position players more so than pitchers in this market? Absolutely. Um, I think that's one of the, the biggest pricing uh, issues with, with the rookie of the year stuff is there's pitchers that are nine to one that should be 90 to one. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's, there's uh, they, they just, they overvalue pitchers constantly in this market. It's, it's one of the, I shouldn't say that too loud, but it's it's one of the <laughs> things that that creates value in in these markets. Yeah, I was looking like Reed Detmers is like twenty eight to one, and I don't even know if he's going to be in the rotation for the Angels. Oh, he'll be in the rotation, yeah. but that's that's a guy who might as well be a hundred to one. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, the Angels were a team I was actually thinking about in the futures market. It's so it's so hard to do a futures bet now because obviously you don't know what the teams are, are completely going to look at. But I was actually surprised that their number wasn't. Um, more than than what it was like to win the American League. The Angels are plus fifteen hundred, and to me, that's just not good enough when it comes to a futures bet. I'd rather be like twenty twenty five to one, something like that, or higher. What's your threshold when it comes to a futures on a team bet? It's not so much a, a threshold for me as just a, a determination of of where the value is. And a lot of times, you just don't find value up near the top. Um, if I was to find value on a team that I thought, you know, three to one, four to one, five to one, it wouldn't wouldn't prevent me from betting them because it's a low number. Uh, it's just a question of of identifying the value. And you're right, the Angels at fifteen to one or whatever is a incredibly low and uninteresting price. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the 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 number being being low does not necessarily drive me away from a futures bet. Uh, any. Any feel on the MVP? You were the guy that was one of the first that that has been that was that was on Otani last year and cashed at the much longer number than what it wound up closing at. So, have you begun to dive into the MVP market yet? I've just I've just started diving into it a little bit, and obviously Otani is back and he's the favorite this year. I have to really uh, I have to really consider this market a little. Uh, a little deeper because you know obviously otani when healthy should win this award every year but are are people gonna get bored of him yeah. you know is is he gonna perform if he performs at 85 percent of what he does last year and somebody else has a, a vladimir guerrero like season are they just gonna give it to somebody else <clears throat> this time around so so i'm not necessarily looking to back otani at three to one or four to one uh, I think Mike Trout is a little bit of a value. You mentioned, you know, if I if I take low odds, yeah, uh, Mike Trout five to one. That that would be a big price if I can get five on on Mike Trout. But uh, beyond that, Wander Franco opened thirty five to one mm-hmm. at DraftKings. He's fourteen to one at uh, at Westgate early. So I thought thought that was a nice number to have in case he really makes the jump in his second year. But uh, th- this is a market that I have to. Uh, dive deeper in and the nl i haven't i haven't done much the uh the competition is up at the top though with the soto tatis you know sort of talent bracket yeah the mookie bets of the world bryce harper bryce harper plus a thousand uh you know could be interesting but yeah definitely there's going to be a lot more to digest with this market as the months roll on and hopefully they can figure this thing out and we do not miss 
spring training games. Jason, appreciate the time, and we'll be checking out the wide world of Wine Garden. Uh, looking forward to your next episode. Thank, thanks for having me. I'll, uh, I'll be back soon. There he is, Jason Weingarten. You follow him on Twitter, at Spreadopedia. Check out the wide world of Wine Garden wherever you get your podcasts from. Also on YouTube as well, and of course, vsin.com. And check out that article up on vsin.com. Wine Garden's first future bet of the season. He did hit Otani at a really long number last year. Uh, he identified it before the season started to be the most valuable player in the American League. I'm Scott Satterberg. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only. $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. You guys know that I love betting hockey. I tweeted it out, actually, the other day. I said, quote, I love betting hockey. Uh, the hockey picks for Thursday night did not do so well. Uh, one and two on the picks. The one win was the Oilers, who did their job and covered the puck line in their win. Thank you. They won 7-3 to three over the Ducks. The other two games, the Rangers losing in overtime to the Red Wings unfortunately, and the Blues losing in overtime to the hapless Montreal Canadiens. Montreal, a team that came in to this game, winners of only eight games this season, losers of ten straight. But on this night, they were perfect. As the Canadiens defeated the Blues, 3-2 in overtime, and I will now absolutely fade the Canadians in their next game, which will be against the Islanders at the at the uh, US, UBS Arena uh, on the island on the 20th. So I guess that's coming up on uh, what's the 20th is going to be uh, Sunday. I will absolutely bet the Islanders on Sunday with the puck line to beat the Canadians. There's no way this team wins two straight. Uh, but it's interesting hearing other people's perspectives on how they approach betting hockey, including uh, Lou Finicaro, who was a guest earlier on, bet- on uh, betting across America. Here was a conversation with him and uh, Josh Applebaum talking about how he bets hockey. Let's talk some hockey right now. Uh, I know there's one team in particular you're looking at as a, probably a futures price maybe, uh, but maybe your just general perception of or kind of your breakdown in your blueprint of how do you bet hockey, any tips you want to give the listeners and the viewers, and maybe a futures bet that you're looking at in the NHL. Right. Well, first of all, Josh, what, what should be understood is that I don't play any form of basketball, so there's there's nothing active for me at this point outside the UFC that allows me to both rest my mind a little from point spreads from football for four months as well, begin to prepare, prepare for the NHL 
postseason. And the reason that I delve in the postseason only, not the regular season, is because they're so dynamically different. I mean, if, if you want to watch regular season hockey, you can turn on the Olympics and see ice dancing because in postseason hockey, there is no three-on-three. Three. We're not going to sit around and hold hands and sing Kumbaya, and when somebody loses in overtime, they get a point. All that Mickey Mouse goes away, and we play big boy hockey in the postseason, and the game changes, whereas teams like Colorado and Toronto tiptoers, precision passing, lightning speed. They jet all over the ice. They excel in the regular season. Those teams have a harder time in the postseason because they don't play heavy enough. Sometimes they aren't physical enough. And teams that have success in the postseason, at least the way I handicap and approach it, are teams that play first from the goal, then the blue line, and if they can score a goal, that's great. But I don't look for goal scoring as any kind of a major component in the team that I'm looking to pick. All that being said, I want a release for the West, which is the Campbell Conference, as well as a price on the cup, the Calgary Flames. The Flames are a team locked in the West that, and the West tends to be a little less physical. They can be a little more high-flying and fast. I mean, you take Vegas and St. Louis out, and you have Edmonton, you have Colorado, and you have some precise, fast teams. But Calgary, they've got a really good netminder. They have the lowest goal against average in the NHL right now with uh, Carolina. They have a coach in Daryl Suter that led the Kings to the cup for many years, a decade or two ago. The components are all there for Calgary. The, their odds to win the Campbell Conference, 10 to 1. Their odds to win the Stanley Cup, 20 to 24 to 1, wherever you're shopping. That's a team that I moved on just the other day, and I'll be happy to share it with the listeners. Say it louder for the people in the back, Lou. Guys, I don't mean to gloat, okay? I don't mean to, like, brag. But who have I been talking about this week? Who have I talked about for awards? Who have I talked about to win the division, to win the conference? The Calgary Flames. We've had multiple hockey guests on, whether it was, you know, we, we talked to uh, Megan Cheka, uh, who joined me in studio when the NHL had its all-star break. We talked about the Flames. We uh, talked to um, Lauren Jabara last night from Valley Sports. I talked about the Flames. And now Lou Finicaro on the Flames. We got to jump in, people. Up on DraftKings right now, the Flames plus 1,500 to win the Cup, plus 650 to win the Western Conference. Got to shop around, see if you can get a better price on them to win the Western Conference. But everything that Lou said is exactly right. This is a team that has allowed the fewest goals in the NHL. They are the hottest team in the NHL right now. Winners of eight straight, nine of their last ten they have an MVP candidate in Johnny Goudreau. And if you're looking at just the stats right now, uh, Johnny Hockey, 63 points. And goaltending, you know, Markstrom has been tremendous. He's got eight shutouts this season in the awards market. 
to win the Hart Trophy, which is the MVP award, Johnny Goudreau is at, he's not even listed here on DraftKings, which means that he would be under the non-listed players, and that is plus 2,000. And to win the Vezna, Markstrom is at plus 900 up on DraftKings. I absolutely, as much as I love Igor Shesterkin, I absolutely think that Markstrom at plus 900 is a great pick to win the Vesna. I might just have to start investing in all Calgary futures here. I'm very high on this team. Very, very high on this team. Next time that they are in action, by the way, let's see, on Friday, nope, Saturday, the Flames are at home against the Kraken. I will bet the Flames on the puck line because this is a team that over their last several wins, this is an eight-game winning streak, and in fact, it's been 10 of their last 12, 11 of their last 13 they have won. In those 11 wins in their last 13 games, only two of those games have been decided by one goal. Nine of their last 11 wins have all been by two or more goals. This is the scores. 6 to 2, 6 to 2, 5 to 2, 5 to 2, 6 nothing, 4 to 2, 4 3, 1 nothing. Those are the one goal games. Then you have 6 nothing, 7 1, 5 1, 5 1, 6 4. I mean, come on. This is all this team does is win games and win games by multiple goals. So against Seattle, I will be glad to take the Calgary Flames on the puck line on Saturday. That is going to be a great bet for Saturday's hockey action. In fact, Saturday is going to be a fun day. You got the Avalanche at the Sabres. They're going to be heavily favored there. Avalanche on the puck line could be a nice bet. Uh, Bruins are at the Senators. That's going to be a good one. Kings at the Coyotes. Uh, so, should be fun. On Friday here, we've got a bunch of games. Here's what we got coming down here on Friday. You got Ka- Carolina minus 170 at home against the Predators. Uh, Florida minus 125 on the road at Minnesota. Dallas minus 140 in Chicago against the Blackhawks. And Vegas minus 160 at home against the Kings. Uh, best bet would be Vegas. And I actually like the Wild as an underdog. That would probably be maybe where I would go. But Vegas is the best bet on the night at minus 160 for sure. Uh, so maybe a Vegas-Carolina parlay. Vegas-Carolina, Minnesota, plus a goal and a half. Lay the juice. That could be your three-teamer action for uh, Friday night. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, Over, Under, and Against the Spread Bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on Beeson, the sports betting network. Um, taking a look at our golf bets and to see where we are at right now. The first, the highest uh, player. Well, we have two players that we bet on. Th- these were the five, uh, five, how many bets? We did six, one, two, three, four, seven players I bet on. Wow. Uh, these were the bets that I did for the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Bubba Watson, Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, and Sunjay Im. Right now, the leader is Joaquin Neiman, who shot a 63. Dude's eight under. I don't know if he's going to last. Right now, live betting odds, he's your favorite at plus 500. He's got a three-stroke lead over Cameron Young and Max Homa and Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler. Then at four under par, four strokes back, two of our guys, Colin Morikawa and Justin Thomas. In fact, on the live betting odds, Neiman is the favorite at plus 500. Like I said, he's eight under. Justin Thomas is your second favorite at plus 1,000, which is interesting because he's four strokes back. Scotty Scheffler is also plus 1,000, then Jordan Spieth, then Colin Morikawa. So I'm actually pretty happy that where my position is with Morikawa and Justin Thomas. Uh, a little further down um, at, let's see, at two under is Rory McIlroy. So I'm live there with Rory at two under. Now you start to get a little bit dicey when you're starting to look at the guys that are one under. Bubba Watson, one under, not looking good. Uh, and then Sunjay Im is even par. That's not looking good. And Dustin Johnson, two over. I mean, he's out of it, right? Unless we're talking about DJ posting, you know, some back-to-back 63s or whatnot in rounds two and three. Uh, he is now 10 strokes back of the lead. So that one not looking pretty good there. But, hey, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, right there at least in terms of the live odds. Uh, so we got Neiman is your leader at eight under par. Cameron Young, Max Homa, Jordan Spieth, and Scotty Scheffler all next at five under. Charlie Hoffman, C.T. Pan, Colin Morikawa, Jason Cockrock, Justin Thomas, Cam Smith, all at four under. And uh, round two will begin 
coming up on Friday at Riviera in uh, Los Angeles or Pacific Palisades, whatever it is. Right there, Santa Monica, pretty much. Uh, also, we did place a future bet on the Daytona 500. I only, I said, why not? You know, I, I forgot that Daytona was this weekend. And then I remembered that Daytona was this weekend. So I went out and I said, let me put a, let me put a bet in on a long shot. And I Googled some articles. I talked to some people here at VSIN. So give me a name on the list here that is quite a ways down. We talked to our very own Wes Reynolds who said that this would be the race to take a shot on a guy, a bomb shot, right? So I looked at, give me somebody that is 50 to 1 or beyond. And two people actually said the same guy. So that's the guy that I bet. Eric Jones at plus 6,000. He is starting in row seven. So I actually feel pretty good about that. You know, the guy's starting in row seven, meaning that there's only going to be 12 cars ahead of him. So he's starting the race in 13th place, 14th place. Uh, just, hey, survive the grind and and pick up some position. And hopefully I'll turn on the race at the end with about 10 to 15 laps to go. And see if uh, Eric Jones is live to come in at 60 to 1 odds would be uh, incredible there. Don't really know much about the NASCAR. We'll get some guests on for the race, the big races coming on each and every week. Uh, But that's the sprinkle that I put. And maybe, maybe I'll invest a little bit more uh, and maybe pick a couple of other guys kind of lower down on the odds. You know, guys that I know that could win this race. or that have won it in the past. Uh, Kyle Larson is your favorite, plus 900. Denny Hamlin is also plus 900. Ryan Blaney, plus 1,000. Brad Kozlowski is plus 1,400. Um, Other names that I was kind of thinking of, uh, Martin Truex is plus 2,000. Kurt Busch, plus 2,000. Ricky Stenhouse, plus 2,500. Michael McDowell won the race, is uh, plus 2,800. Chase Briscoe, plus 3,000. So those are some names that I was considering, but I went with Eric Jones at plus 6,000 for the Daytona 500 coming up on Sunday. Hey, it's NBA All-Star break. So on Friday, it's pretty much all hockey. And then Saturday, at least we'll have All-Star Saturday night. And if you can find odds on the events... And I'm not sure which sportsbook have it, but there are certain online books that have All-Star Saturday Night odds. And the odds that I've seen here, at least for the um, three-point contest, Trey Young plus 450 would be the bet that I would make. Uh, you got Trey Young. You got Fred Van Fleet, Patty Mills, Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, CJ McCollum, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young would be the one that I would bet to win this award, plus 450. Uh, odds to win the dunk contest, which I don't even think any legal books 
can do this because it's a voted on event. Like the three point the 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 three point contest, certain books will have because it's a skills contest, a scoring contest. You can't bet legally on stuff that's voted on. You'd have to go offshore to do that. Uh, but Jalen Green is your favorite, followed by Obi Toppin, Cole Anthony, and then Juan Toscano Anderson. I'm a Knicks fan, so I'll just go Obi Toppin. All-Star Game MVP. LeBron is your favorite, plus 600. Joel Embiid, plus 750. Giannis, plus 650. Um, Let's see. John Morant, plus 850. That's a fun one. Who else could win this award? Let's see. DeMar DeRozan, the guy who's been as hot as anyone right now, is plus 2,000 to win the All-Star Game MVP. Joel Embiid, plus 750. Eh, Probably the way to go with the All-Star Game MVP. Um, Now named, right, the Kobe Bryant Award. Uh, Let's see. You have the odds to win. Oh, this is funny. I've seen odds here on the Celebrity Game MVP. So who will be the Celebrity Game? Coached by Bill Walton and Dominique Wilkins. Uh, (laughs) You got the favorite is Quavo. At plus 225, Miles Garrett, because the game is in Cleveland, he's at plus 600. I uh, might have to lean towards Garrett because the game is in Cleveland, right? Uh, let's see. Um, anybody else that Machine Gun Kelly plus 1400. That'll be pretty fun to, funny to watch. <laughs> um, the mayor of Cleveland, Mayor Justin Bibb, plus 3500 to be the celebrity game MVP. Tiffany Haddish, plus 3,500. It'd be funny to see her, uh, you know, win that. But, yeah, give me uh, give me Miles Garrett, plus 600, win the Celebrity Game MVP. Uh, so that's the ones that I'll go with. I'll go Garrett, Celebrity Game MVP. I'll go Trey Young, three-point contest. Give me uh, the team, uh, the skills challenge. N- no read on that at all. Uh, give me Obi Toppin, dunk contest. Give me Joel Embiid. All-Star Game MVP, and that'll be it for All-Star Saturday Night. But no, the real bet is just Trey Young, three-point contest. Everything else is just a joke. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. NBA All-Star break is here, uh, and then we're going to get into the grind that is the final 24-25 games of the regular season as the playoff push is on. And will our DeMar DeRozan MVP future cash, or at least become much, much more valuable? I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.